Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, saying goodbye to an old year and hello to a new one, this is Force Center, the future in motion 2019. Hello, everybody. Ken Napsuck, Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landa. It's a... Holiday edition mostly. Hello, everybody. Yeah, it is. We're releasing this on the first day of 2019, and we have to go into the future whether we like it or not. <laughs> here we go. Oh, it's sometimes so hard, but we're here. But we're here. <laughs> Baby New Year. Father, what, what, uh, never mind. I was going to try. Know. <laughs> you know. The we, old man New Year turns into Baby New Year. Exactly. Yeah, and they got there the sashes. Go. And I know because I used to do a comedy sketch where I wore adult diapers. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. 
Uh, to be there on that prop <laughs> purchasing trip. It was really fun because uh, my friends and I did it one year and then like about six years later, I was like, let's do that sketch again. And I had to have this awkward conversation where my friends who were in the sketch came to me and was like, um, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but I need a size larger adult diaper. It's been six years. Bodies change. Could you please go back to Target and buy slightly larger adult sorry. diapers? <laughs> Slightly oh larger. Gosh. Slightly larger. Ah, the oh passage of time. Gosh. Oh, time, time, time. <laughs> well, uh, as we, uh, as you can tell, we're going to take a look back at, at at 2018. But really, it's about looking forward, right? Yeah. That's what Maz Kanata would say. And let us all what what is behind you? Ah, don't matter. Maybe we'll find out in a future installment, but we got to look ahead. Uh, so we're going to do that today. Uh, but I, I need to remind you that today's, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center of 180,000 titles to choose from. For your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, what device did you get for Christmas? Use it to listen to a book on us. And it really does help the show. A little bit later, we'll be having our recommendation. Our Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try. So we are back. We survived the holidays. And then we always say that. We're, we're always, we survived. You know what? It was a good time. I, I was sick through Christmas. Didn't matter. I had a good time. I had to play on the beach, a uh, cold beach, but uh, a good holiday in the sand. And the prequel jokes you can make them if you want, but it was good. Jen, we'll start with you because I know you had a big travel trip. How, how did your holidays go? It was good. Uh, my husband's nephew is really, he's six, and so he's into reading these little these little books. And I was walking by, and I heard his dad reading to him. the tra- I heard the words Trade Federation, and I went, uh, uh, Oh, what you got there? <laughs> and he was reading, I think it's, the book is called, like, The Epic Battle, and it's about the Battle of Geonosis. Ooh, and, yeah, it I was want really this. cool. And it was all about, I think, a clone trooper i didn't get to ask him but then my next question was later on i was like hey do you have any star wars toys he said no oh i thought this is a travesty yeah so, he needs a coleman trabor action yeah. figure i'm gonna get him a couple action figures because See? it's made an impression on kids him. these days they don't play with the toys as much i know but he was loving the book and he's like and lucy was really my daughter was really interested and he's like she can't come because Dar- darth vader she can't know about darth vader i'm like she already knows about Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Christmas ornament. We have Darth Vader all over the house. She knows Vader. She, she knows. knows the power. Vader's shower curtains, for God's sake. Yeah. yeah. That was a good holiday. Good. You survived. Yes. You survived. It's what yes. we all want, I guess, yes. is survival. Uh, Mr. Scrimshaw, um, as I always say, I give you the respect of Mr. Oh, well, thank um, you. But uh, you didn't travel, which was nice. I didn't. It yeah. was nice. I traveled last year, but this was nice to have a uh, holiday at home with my wife, but mostly at the Arclight Theater. Yeah. <laughs> we saw many, many movies. Oh, yeah, we wow. saw, saw the sequel to Rogue One, I say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we saw On the Basis of Sex on Christmas. It was great. It was Jen Erso. It was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, really. That was, that was a great movie. We saw Aquaman. We saw Bumblebee. We saw Mary Poppins Returns at wow. the El Capitan. Wow. We saw it. We saw it all. You can't hide no. it from us. You, you went to the multiplex and just said, all of them, please. We did. We've been really behind on movies. And like, yeah. this is such a fascinating weekend, uh, that weekend right before Christmas, where all of these movies, on the basis of sex, was the mm-hmm. 24th. But those other three, you know, and it's, it's fascinating with all of our Star Wars stuff of like how, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, yeah. but like how Solo would have fared. Yeah, you know, and some of the decisions that were made there, but they, they were I enjoyed them all in different ways. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Sarah got me uh, some nice Star Wars and Star Wars adjacent gifts. She got me a Chewbacca <laughs> ornament, which I enjoyed very much. 
Uh, but then she knows that I have almost all of the books that I want. So she found books that uh, I didn't know I wanted that were right. Star Wars adjacent. She got me the um, My Girls by Todd Fisher. Oh, and, uh, yeah. And a ghostwriter. Oh. So, so I'm really looking that, forward yeah. to uh, to digging into that about his life with uh, Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Uh, and then this was very cool. She got me um, Defy the Stars, which is Claudia Gray's oh, yeah. novel that is not Star Wars, which <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, time is always a thing. But I want to be better about branching out from Star Wars of using Star Wars to discover other cool new things. And I love everything that Claudia Gray writes. So I'm yeah. sure that I will love her, her actual story that's not from the Star yeah. Wars universe. Uh, I'm fascinated with that too because I, uh, you know, we're so locked into reading the Star Wars novels. Yeah, like some of Wendig's work and everything. I'm like, at some point, I think I just would like to read some of their other stuff. But yeah, you know, yeah. So, so I was really, really Wars. glad that uh, that my wife made that choice for me. So like, yes, now I am going to read this, which I feel like I should. Can I ask you about the ornament as a gift? Ornament as a gift. Yes. I like this idea. Is it just kind of like? Here's next year. This is going to be in our tree. Is it? Is it an investment in time? What I like this idea. It's always been. Uh, we weren't sure about it until the year 2015, where yeah. Sarah got a Kylo Ren ornament that didn't look too much like an ornament, so yeah. it could just sit on the shelf. Okay. So she. That's her thing now. I was like, if it looks like you can keep it out the whole year, I'll give you an ornament for Christmas. I, and and the, with the Star Wars <laughs> ones, particularly, I think there's there was a, a Leia's Bausch I saw that I was like, oh, that's, oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So that's why I, I like that idea, kind of a tradition of a gift for next year, but also getting joy, joy all through the year. That's great. yeah, yeah. And that Chewie's ready to go. He's not a happy Chewie. He's got his <laughs> blaster out. He's ready to go. We all want a happy Chewie in our lives. <laughs> Any Christmas Star Wars gifts uh, agenda? Would you say? Did you? Did I don't you, no? think. So oh, man. I don't I don't even know what I what did I get? Like on oh, this wonderful Apple Watch. Thanks <laughs> to my dear husband. Yeah, uh, I mean that's practically that's, yeah. uh that's a Lando gift, right? Because I mean it looks a lot like the watch that he uses true. to yeah. communicate with Lobot. Oh my god. That's your okay. Lobot talking there device. We go. Have they not Oh my, oh my god. god. They haven't released yeah. a Lando edition Apple yeah, Watch with a little cape on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, they need some Star Wars straps. I, I just always assume I'm like, come on, there has to be Star Wars everything that I buy, Star Wars version. But yeah. Not yet. Right. How about you, Ken? Did you get yeah, any Star Ken. Wars gifts? Not well, actually, uh what did I get? Um no, no, I'm trying to think because sometimes my mother will do that. Um, where she's like, Oh, it's Star Wars and you like it. So, oh, I did. Ah, I did. I got a Stormtrooper, first order Stormtrooper toothbrush. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. 42 years old, and you unwrap <laughs> a Star Wars toothbrush, <laughs> and then now it's in use. Um, Is it a fancy adult one? Does it have electric settings? Does it say things to you? Sir, I wish it was. Uh, <laughs> it's clearly picked up in the kids section at Target. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, there's no age on fun, right? So there's great. no limit if on fun. You, if the, you could set it and yep. if you didn't use it by like 1030, yelled out traitor to remind yeah. you to brush your yeah, teeth. Yeah, ex- it's ex- ex- exactly oh is. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I got I got a gift, like a, but I got a I, and I, I got a record player. Finally. Yeah, I um, see it over cool. there. And as I told Joseph off air, the most important part is that it has a cassette player on ah. it there. Um, but uh, I can play my Star Wars, uh, the story of Star Wars LP that I have. It's lovely. Aww. That's uh, Star Wars is in my home. So yes, it was a Star Wars Christmas from a certain point of view. And I hope you listening out there that you had a fun Star Wars Christmas. In fact, a lot of us, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of you have been sending us uh, your gifts or what you got your family. Um, our, our Twitter follower, some moof milker, oh, I had man, his whole family yes. out there with like a that ad and oh, uh, a Lego party, cool. Lego right? party, believe, yeah. uh, and lightsaber. So we do love seeing that. We see every uh, every bit of it. So if you still have some gifts that you want to share, let us know. 
All right, it's time to dive into the news. The new year is here, but the news, uh, well, we still got some stuff from last year. We got to talk about the very tale and that we haven't had a chance to gather around. So, Jennifer, what do we have? Well, this Christmas, John Favreau gave us us fans a great surprise gift. On his Instagram, of course, he posted a photo of IG88 in front of a green screen with the caption, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like IG-88 will be making an appearance in the Mandalorian series. The last time we saw him in live action form was in The Empire Strikes Back, along with Dengar, Bosk, Boba, Zuckus, and Forlom. It seems like Jon Favreau is living out his childhood fantasies, our childhood fantasies. Mm-hmm. I love it. Do you think that this is going to be a cameo, the IG-88, or will he have a, a larger role <laughs> Well, one of the actors that they announced right. be playing? I, oh, no, that'd be yeah. kind of weird, right? Mm, well, well, maybe you'll still cast like Nick Cage as IG-88. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that, I don't think that he's going to do IG-88 without fulfilling the fantasy of a, a person of a certain age who played with those damn action figures and mm-hmm. thought, what if he, he's so cool just standing there. What if he did stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any way in, in CGI Crazy John Favreau does not make IG-88 do amazing stuff. Okay. Yeah, even if it's just a scene, he might just give him that, like, moment. Uh, I don't think he's, you know, we're not going to have 10 episodes of IG-88, and I don't know if we'd want that. (laughs) Some people would. Dorita, Mark Donica, some people out there in this uh, media discussion world would love that. But, yeah, Yeah. I I agree, Joseph, here. I think you got Favreau going, let me dump out the Kenner box. And I don't think Boba Fett's going to factor into the show. Show that was my next question, but I think everything around him will, uh huh. You know, yeah, I, think, I don't think we're stopping here, <laughs> yeah. Dengar, uh, Bosk yeah. for sure. I mean, Bosk has been rumored, right? Yeah, and Bosk yeah. is man, he's great in Battlefront, too. Yeah, breathe that. He's got a lot of great <laughs> things to say that they could use. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm so I'm so uh, excited for it. I think Boba Fett might be mentioned. I think yeah, yeah. like sure. the the shadow of Boba Fett might be there, but I don't think he's gonna appear. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Mm. Well, while we're on the topic of the Mandalorian, uh, the Mandalorian has found his music man, composer Ludwig Göransson has been hired to compose the score for the new Star Wars series. Göransson issued a statement saying, "Quote." Words fail to express how surreal and humbling it feels to be invited into the Star Wars universe. I am deeply grateful to John Favreau and Disney for this opportunity and to John Williams for raising the bar so high with his iconic, intrepid scores. They will never be matched in these next months. I hope to honor the tradition of Star Wars musical landscape while propelling the Mandalorian into new and uncharted territory. And I will try to remember that there is no try, end quote. <laughs> Gorenson is best known for his work on Fruitvale Station, Creed, Venom, and Black Panther. What do you guys think this new and uncharted territory means in terms of the style of the score? I was thinking maybe it might have some like Western kind of undertones. I don't know. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think trying to bring in a little bit more of that sort of famous spaghetti Western type Mm. sounds. uh, And in a way, like some of that that, uh, kind of music is more sparse than Star Wars normally is. Mm. So I wonder if it's maybe Mm. taking some... Uh, more bold, just use of being a little bit more minimal. Mm. Uh, I thought it was interesting too that it's not one of his big credits, but he also worked on Community, mm-hmm. oh, right. which also suggests again that this is going to be like a really cool show where IG88 kills people, but it's going to have a sense of humor about it too, mm. and that everybody involved has like one little foot in solidly in the world of comedy. 
Right. Great point. Yeah, he he's kind of known a little bit around here in, in the L.A. comedy scene a little bit. He, he so he has some. Uh, I ran into he ran into him at Screen Junkies once. So oh, cool. I think uh, he oh, was wow. friends with one of the producers there. And this is right when Creed had come out. Uh, and he he, he he produced Heim's first album. So that was one of my <laughs> conversation points with him. So I think you're really right, Joseph. I think there's something different. Atmospheric comes to mind. And, and yeah. I'm not overly familiar, to be honest with. Uh, I love Black Panther, but, you know, Marvel movies, I don't really stick around for the music. It's different things that draw me in. So I think it's a great choice, though. And yeah. also it's maybe one step co- closer to Coogler getting in. Maybe it would be oh. the other way around. Instead of director bringing the composer, composer bringing the director. That'd be awesome. I like oh, what I you're wish. saying, though. I love that, you know, if we're, if we're going with Western... Some kind of atmospheric, moody stuff. Yeah, lots of little stings. Yeah, yeah. stings. That's stings. stings. Right, Sting exactly. Us. I love it. Yeah. Um, well, there were a lot of rumors that over Christmas, Lucasfilm was going to be uh, releasing a new teaser with new Star Wars footage. Turns out that the teaser was for Galaxy's Edge, not episode nine. <laughs> so ABC gave us a closer look at the two main attractions of the park. They showed a family inside the Millennium Falcon ride, which is a simulator where six people are in the cockpit of the Falcon and are trying to outmaneuver the First Order. The second ride they showed was the Rise of the Resistance attraction, where guests are recruits of the Resistance taking on the First Order. This is uh, what's known as a dark ride, where you board a vehicle and you kind of get wheeled through a First Order battleship, and eventually you'll come face-to-face with Kylo Ren. So now that they've given us a closer look, what did you guys think of these big attractions? Oh, I can. I'm, no, I'm laughing because the dark ride is, yeah. is, is like Alice in Wonderland. Right, or, exactly. Or small Wonder. Uh-huh. Or small Wonder. Small, yeah. small Wonder is a great TV show. Uh, small World. Um, so I'm, I'm laughing at the idea of like a <laughs> Kyle, uh, animatronic Kylo Ren just like, hello there. And you're just, <laughs> just, just, yeah, <laughs> it is. I kind of wondered about that. I was like, they show they show actual actors, uh-huh. you know, First Order officers like reenacting these scenes. So yeah. I'm like, are they going to have actors doing this? A real person as Kylo Ooh. Ren. Oh, every time. I every time. I think so. I mean, that would be a modern take on the dark ride. Uh, yeah, I think they, they've said it's like one of the biggest experiences, right? Because the, yes. the 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 dark rides are like mm-hmm. the really small ones where some cardboard flies at you and then right. you go through it. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like Indiana Jones would be kind of like I think the biggest. Dark ride. Oddly enough, uh, this is how much I love Disneyland, but like the Winnie the Pooh one has, uh, I think, an updated one. I think it's Winnie the Pooh in the far corner, and it's got more and uh, digital stuff going on, but it's still very much a dark ride. It's an acid oh. trip. I just went on that one because it's <laughs> like the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. He has one adventure. He yes. falls asleep and then has this kind of strange... <laughs> Colorful drug filled dream yeah. about gorging himself on honey. Yes. <laughs> Bye, kids. I'm glad I'm not crazy that uh, you are uh, <laughs> been a couple years for me, but yes. yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a dark ride. It's, a dark, uh, it's dark. Yeah. I, I was excited by this. It, everything about this gave me a little bit more sense of what it would really be, right. except for the shot at the end where there was like lots of space. <laughs> there, oh, yeah. there are like no yeah. crowds like oh, right. this is the only thing about this that's oh, bullshit yeah. <laughs> oh, God. but it was cool to see in that shot of uh like lots of people walking around in costume and then other people in like shirts and jeans right yeah. it's like okay that's the reality <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of strollers <laughs> right i know my daughter was really excited she's like i want to go i'm like well we'll go in a few years because <laughs> we're not going to be able to get in maybe when you're 16 oh yeah. my god I'm so excited about just how much it is set in that resistance era yeah. and how much they're committing to that. That's the, in some ways, because they also confirmed that the Falcon is a resistance era adventure. Oh, you're right. They did. Mm, okay, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and in the Resistance ride, you also see giant AT-ATs, which I think is like going to be ginormous. That's uh, cool. Oh, look, it looks really cool. It looks cool. I'm on board, but yes, like you, Jen. See you in a couple years. <laughs> see you in a couple years. Have fun, guys. So it has been two years since our beloved Carrie Fisher passed away, but her brother Todd Fisher says fans can expect more future surprises from the iconic actress and writer. He told ABC News, quote, we have a lot of her artifacts and a lot of things of hers that she's written that will someday be shared. There's a lot more to come from Carrie, end quote. In the meantime, fans will see Carrie Fisher make one final appearance in Star Wars Episode Nine. As we know, J.J. Abrams has shared plans to incorporate several minutes of unused footage of Carrie originally shot for The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. According to Todd, this footage is not just outtakes, it's unused new content that could be woven into the storyline seamlessly. It will feel like it was shot yesterday. That's mm. what he said. Do you guys think, you know, I was thinking about the, all the artifacts and I was remembering that Star Wars celebration uh, thing that they had with Carrie's scripts, mm-hmm. some of her clothes. I could see them doing, Todd doing something like that in a museum. I don't know about a book. I mean, he said writings. Yeah. What do you What do you guys think is next for Carrie? I wonder if there could be like um, kind of like they they have uh, sort of that Tashin style book like yeah. uh, for Star Wars where there's uh, in many other things where there's but we just talked about the one a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. coming out but there, yeah. where there's some like some new writings but also some like fold out pictures of specific you know things from the collection costumes she wore you know that kind of thing oh i love that that's a little bit more of like a let's let's celebrate all sides of her in one place so her as an actor her as a writer her as an activist you know i would like that yeah like a, yeah the, the the museum of carrie fisher would be great i mean some yeah. of the stuff that popped up she even had some wwe memorabilia <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some, some, from, from <laughs> like recent stuff from like 2014 and oh, everything wow. so oh, wow. she has just got an eclectic collection of yeah. stuff and some of it was sold there was that weird yes. booth at oh, uh, comic-con right. that was auction stuff being auctioned right. off both of of carrie fisher's and debbie reynolds but right. i mean debbie reynolds had that museum forever and was yeah. she didn't have the museum she had i think uh she was collecting for a museum right yeah. so i think she has a lot of and it, uh, you, so you got Todd Fisher's book. You yeah. haven't had a chance to dive in yet. No, no, no. But okay. it, it, it says that it has excerpts from a couple of Carrie Fisher's previous books, so it doesn't mm. seem like he incorporated any, Just, uh, you know, unpublished writing right. yet. So mm. I, do, I do like that he's kind of taken on this kind of caretaking mantle, so to speak, of knowing what she means and Debbie Re- Reynolds means to a lot of people. Yeah, uh, that's kind of encouraging to me too. Yeah, right. I'm sure it's going to be some weird diary ramblings or some yeah. kind of half finished notes and. And that'll be interesting. Yeah. Oh, I do love it as a coffee book, though. That would be really special to have at all in one place because not everyone can go to a museum, you know, depending on where it is. So that would be nice. Yeah, because all her books are sort of like, here's my life, this part of my life from this perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, so it would be great to sort of collect it all. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I like it. So that is the news for this week. Who knows what will drop next in 2019? Yeah, you got to check Favreau's Instagram. I, I miss the AD, IG88 one. Like I just said, oh. the algorithms didn't pop up. Those <laughs> damn algorithms. And I saw the story break. So uh, I, fo- I, f- I have followed him. I'm trying to be up on the news. We'll see we'll break. Um, we are about ready to get into our main topic. But as we like to do, we'd like to recommend an audiobook for you to check out on us. Joseph, this week, what do we got? We are recommending Blood.
Bloodline by Claudia Gray because it's great. And I think of all of the the books, I think it's going to continue to be the most relevant to canon unfolding mm. uh, as we get into uh, Resistance being, you know, the focus of the all of our Star Wars storytelling. Uh, yeah. So I say check that out. It is a great book to listen to with your ears. <laughs> I love that idea that what you're saying there, that this one might be a great one to revisit mm-hmm. with what's... Um, you know, I was, I was talking about Darth Vader and everything from the 83 novel. And, you know, there's stuff in there that Claudia is dealing with in Bloodline. Uh, yeah. The revelation of Leia being her, his daughter and everything. So, yeah, you're right. It's it's worth a, worth a revisit, and it's on my list. I think I'm going to, if I have time, I'm going to start revisiting some of these books. Yeah, yeah. And taking better notes even. So you can try <laughs> this one on us or listen to it again for the first time. Download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash four center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash four center for your free audiobook and help the show out. All right. We are here. Let's punch it, Chewy. The past and the future. Star Wars 2018. Star Wars going into 2019. Joseph Interesting year. Yeah. Interesting year. A very interesting year. So I, I wrote out some questions trying to kind of break down a lot of the content, not all of the content, because when you really Google it with all the young reader books, all the little <laughs> yeah. this and all the sticker books, and like there's just so much Star Wars content. We cover so much. Uh, but we can go through and look back a little bit and then look ahead. So starting with the big thing of uh, 2018, the movies. <laughs> By that, I mean <laughs> the movie. Solo. So I just wanted to take a second to look back of like, how are we feeling about it creatively? How are we feeling about the discussion of its box office success? Um, Are we really feeling now that we have passed this holiday season that it would have done different in December? Uh, What are your what are your thoughts on those things, Ken, both creatively and the success of the movie financially? I'm still so satisfied with it creatively. Um, I still think uh, Chris Gore tweeted out something uh, interesting that you know, certainly has been talked about before, but it, it just kind of one of those you see it in a tweet and you can kind of hyper focus on it. Um, we all say, hey, this movie would have probably done better financially, but you could say they would have had a little more time to iron out any kinks they felt it had. Now, do I think the movie has giant kinks? No, but Ron Howard put together a pretty smooth movie considering yeah. the situation. Mm-hmm. And there is a situation. There was, there was obviously behind the scenes drama. So I do sometimes like, the movie slid on the surface. I got that critique a little bit. So maybe that could have been ironed out in December. But for me, that old me personally phrase, I just have so much fun with this movie. Yeah. And the connections are there if you want to dig and have fun with that. And that's part of what Star Wars is. It slides on the surface of things and then buried beneath it are great lessons. And I think this this probably to me is the kind of movie George Lucas would have made if mm-hmm. he still... Mm-hmm. Was in charge, still doing it? Yeah, absolutely. I so, think so. That's where I stand. How about you, Jennifer? Creatively, financially? I really, I love Solo. It's so much fun. And it makes me sad that there's there's two sides. The, the people that were like, I hate The Last Jedi. I'm not going to support Solo. And then just the people that were like, I'm busy. We just got done with The Last Jedi. I'll see it when I see it. And are now just seeing it for the first time. So it didn't really have the time that it needed to breathe. Um but yeah, I think that there are some things that could have been ironed out. Honestly, now that we're in December, I feel like I think it would have done really well because Mary Poppins Returns is the reason why Disney did not do this. I forget who mm. it was. Someone at Lucasfilm, I think, actually tweeted this in a rare, like, mm-hmm. candid moment. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, whoa, I should 
Should have taken a screenshot of it. And it wasn't just John Kasdan putting his foot in his mouth? Okay, no. Wait, was it John Kasdan? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know if it was John Kasdan. Maybe it was. Uh, but yeah, somebody, somebody higher up where they were like, that's the reason why we could not release Solo during this time frame. A lot of people aren't, are not seeing Mary Poppins Returns. Mm. And there's still also a lot of criticism, not criticism, but it's not that it's like become this huge blockbuster that mm. I think <clears throat> Solo could have been. Yeah. I, I do feel like we were missing that. Yeah. Fans just love watching a Star Wars film during the holidays. Yeah. It's become Star Wars time. Fa- qua- fastly became a tradition. Just yeah. took one movie. <laughs> one movie. And, and it was like, like it was never released in May. Years. Like, I know. Well, yeah, now it's like sort of Charles, the way Charles Dickens sort of reinvented Christmas by writing a Christmas carol. Like, this is the way it has always been. <laughs> always. Think, going back generations of Star Wars in December. <laughs> if you think about it, though, it's like this This is, well, bes- you know, besides episode <clears throat> nine, obviously, but then we're going to get a break. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like the model that they had created for themselves. You know, you do September, Force Friday, you release the toys, we get ramped up, we get yeah. excited, you show, show the trailer on around Thanksgiving. Okay, and then December, the movie's here. I think that they actually did a really great job, and then they've now switched up the model. Um, but yeah, it kind of it bums me out. Yeah. It really bums me out, because I think it's a great film. Interesting, yeah. I still love it creatively, you know, and I, I, I give credit to John Kazan. He's been having conversations back and forth with people in a friendly way on Twitter, saying, like, I understand the criticisms, and maybe I would do something some things differently with, with mm-hmm. some of the things. I don't think anything creatively would have changed because right. I think it's only in response that some things are being questioned. So I, I think the movie is a triumph and I think it will be enjoyed more and more over the years. Mm-hmm. I do feel like more and more I'm hearing from people that one of the large reasons that they weren't excited about Solo is there's a lot of people who just want new. And I think even casual Star Wars fans, right. I, I had that conversation twice in the last like month with kind of a casual Star Wars fan of like they just gotta get away from those original characters. Nobody wants any more Solo or Luke or Leia. Um and I wonder just like it that it just didn't matter how good or not this movie is that there's a huge chunk of people who are just like, I don't want to hear about Han Solo again. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's true. I don't want to hear anything more. Stuff like that becomes some kind of conversational just collective narrative yeah oh yeah we don't want the old stuff anymore right and without scientific polling you don't actually (laughs) know exactly but it it was powerful to me that i heard that a couple times from more casual you know moviegoers um did you see mary poppins returns yet jennifer i haven't no and i've mary poppins was a huge influence on my life yeah um but i have not seen it yeah partially because uh it there there's been some mixed reviews Mm. about it yeah, and this is fascinating to me. I won't go off into a, a tangent, but to me it's interesting because it makes me doubt whether Solo would have done that much better. I think mm. it certainly would have done better. Sure. But A, Disney kind of, they had uh, Mary Poppins slated for Christmas Day. Mm. It's a family-friendly mm. film. And then I think they thought they could crush Aquaman, and they were deeply wrong. Yes. Mm. Strangely. Yes. Uh, and mm. so then it was Aquaman, Mary Poppins, and Bumblebee the same weekend with Spider-Man holding over. Oh, that's right, it Spider-Man. Was, right, right, right. Oh, it was, forget so it. So this this was just as crowded for popular genre yeah. nerd films as Solo was when it was released in May. That's actually that's that's a great point. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it, you know, especially in 2015, this it was. Yeah. You know, Force Awakens and a Tina Fey comedy. Yeah, and, and this was, you were still fighting for your nerd dollar Yeah, hard. In uh, Mary Poppins, is fascinating. Maybe we can talk about it more uh, without giving anything away. It is very similar to the sequel films of that lesson of, hey, sometimes you learn something as a kid and you need to relearn it as an adult. And I think some of the negativity is the same kind of negativity that people have towards The Force Awakens oh. of, we don't want to 
open this mm. this idea that we need to relearn these. I, that, rehash? The, yeah, yeah. That's yep. what they would say? Yep. It, uh, I, a lot of people criticize it as rehash. To me, it felt exactly like the sequel trilogy of reminding you of, like, these are challenges everybody faces. You don't learn this stuff once when you're eight and done. Mm. Right. You need to... <laughs> Yes. You need to re-let magic into your life, regardless of oh. how old you are. Oh, I don't want to get started on that uh, characters don't grow thing. But yeah. yes, yeah, and that's an excellent point. Yeah. I, the only reviews I need, Jennifer, are Joseph's uh, emoji tweets. That's right. I can follow the plot along pretty easily. There's been movies yeah. I haven't seen because I'm like, that seems like a great movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I couldn't do one for Bumblebee because they don't have a yellow car in my emojis. <laughs> Just a lot oh, of they John do, Cena gifts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do some John Cena gifts. This is great stuff anyway uh moving on to television uh how do we feel about the rebels conclusion the big rebels conclusion was a a a big part of uh 2018 are there are you satisfied with it still threads that you want explored yeah very satisfied i I still think i'm starting to i'm starting to discover that i love season three maybe more than i thought i did and i loved it already in season two season four um, uh, it wasn't even this. It 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 was satisfying. It yeah. just uh, um, it it just was a it, it maybe at, at a B plus A minus level for me versus like season three of the Twin Sons episode. Just I've been watching it with awe over and over. That's yeah. the Obi Wan, and I think that, that's the. The middle of season four, isn't it? No, that's season three. It is season yeah, three. Yeah, that is oh, season right, three. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so that to say, the ending and, and, and World Between Worlds is one of my favorite episodes. And then the ending and everything. I, yeah, I, what a great way to end that show. And I love that Filoni got to do it on his terms. I think it's important for a creator. So yeah. Really, really happy with Rebels. Yeah. Among among uh, all the other animated stuff. That- yeah, the more, when I process in particular the part of, of season four that was in 2018, the world between worlds was just kind of a gift because, yeah. I, you know, all this storytelling about mysteries of the Jedi and the Sith and artifacts and temples and to get to see one that truly does something crazy and weird Yeah, that's not just like, oh, if you go in the temple, maybe a force ghost will chat with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but truly something really different. Yeah. Uh, I love that. The more I sit with it, the, I, I admit to a slight frustration of if we're going to end with such a cliffhanger of mm. the rebel story was resolved. Cliffhanger is unfair. Yeah. The rebel story is is resolved, but it's such an open doorway to. But Ezra's story mm-hmm. isn't finished. Ahsoka's story isn't finished. Sabine's story isn't finished. That I hope that they allude to. We're. I hope that wasn't just Floney saying, <laughs> Lucasfilm, look, I left these very popular characters unresolved, yeah. so Love eventually it. you're going to have to let me. Yeah. So it's not even a really a criticism of Rebels itself, right? but feeling like th- those those popular characters, that feeling of mm-hmm. unresolved. I, if you're going to suggest more, please do give us more. Yeah, th- I'm thrown as well, and it's like I can't, we, you know, we always talk about our speculate responsibly here at Force Center. I, I don't blame anyone for speculating wildly. After that ending, yeah, like and then Floney the other day tweeted out some kind oh, of Ahsoka that's, art. Yes, that's right. I saw that. Yeah, With the, yeah. it was is a Tolkien passage, yeah, right? Yeah, about the, how you know your path isn't done, kind yeah. of thing. I think it's similar. It's basically a lot of people inferred as, as you know Gandalf the Gray becoming Gandalf the White type of situation. You know, with Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so yeah, I mean, I can't blame anybody. You yeah. know, it's like the questions about Jason Sindula. I, exactly. I I don't think it factors into much, but I don't blame people for going. You know, that is. 
that is something that Filoni himself, I think, is doing. Force-sensitive kid has got to go somewhere, <laughs> right? Uh, Jennifer, I know you didn't watch Rebels religiously, but uh, obviously we've talked about it a lot, and there's those dangling threads of characters that you know and like, like Ahsoka. Yeah, I actually, you guys, I thought that the show was over. <laughs> this is how this is how far, like, Eva, I am <laughs> so out of it. I don't even know what day right. it is right now. And I was like, okay, well, oh, that's sure smart. Rebels is ending because Resistance is is going on right, right now. The Clone Wars is going to be coming back, and then and then I saw that Ahsoka thing that he that he tweeted, and I was like, what? Wait a minute, what's that about? Yeah. <laughs> and so then I'm like, oh yeah, right. It's, there is a conclusion, and I think people have been really curious about. I, I've been seeing more online, more chatter about the Sabine search for Ezra and Thrawn. People mm, yeah. are really intrigued by that. Yeah, I have no idea. I will look forward to hearing you guys talk about it because uh, it's just I feel like Dave Filoni's constantly, you know, just toying with us. And uh, it's it's fun to see when he does reward the fans for paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think for me, there's just like that was the whole arc of Clone Wars of the question of well, where does Ahsoka go by Revenge of the Sith? Like, oh, that was beautifully answered. And yeah. then she comes back for Rebels like, OK, well, where's Ahsoka during <laughs> the classic trilogy? OK, well, that was answered. Like, just tell me what happened to Ahsoka. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, he, and, Dave, and Dave is very aware of what he does. Yes, he's he very aware. Yes, yes. So probably a success that yeah. he's making me feel that way. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk just... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A little bit about Resistance, because that was the brave new television show yeah. of 2018. Uh, we've talked about it a lot. I think we're all just, I know, Jennifer, you, you haven't been able to watch it. Ken and I think you and I are both still on the same page, that yeah. it's fun and interesting storytelling. Absolutely, and, and it is seems to be at a lower intensity level for, on the fa- in the fan base. Yeah. Uh, again, I kind of understand it, um, but I just think it's a... I think in a couple years we might be talking about this show more than we are now, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's base. going to fill out some sort of major canon. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in terms of analyzing the year that was, uh, Jennifer, how do you feel that a new Star Wars show premiered? And it was kind of like, eh, you can tune in if you can find it, if you want to. Yeah. I mean, they did not push it hard at all. No, they didn't. I do think that they're they're kind of in this middle area, a transition period of going to the Disney plus streaming mm-hmm. service because you go to Netflix and a lot of their movies that, you know, Moana disappeared this past Oh, month. wow. So they're starting to, you know, like take away things from all these other sites and they're, they're starting to build their arsenal. And I feel like maybe resistance was obviously already in the works, yeah. but I think that there's going to be more animated shows or, um, mm-hmm. for the, for the streaming platform. Cause it just feels like it's, it's not getting the hype that we're used to with these kinds of shows. Yeah. It's surprising. And that's the only thing I can chalk it up to is that it's just it's transition period. <laughs> that's a great point. Cause even on like the YouTube channel, you know, where we had rebels recon, we have some stuff that's resistance, but they don't have a show. Andy Gutierrez not hosting it. it it's, it's viewed a little different. Right. Um, so that naturally, if you know, if you don't make it seem like a big event, it's not a big event. And maybe that's because it's supposed to be geared a, a little bit younger than yeah. Rebels. Yeah. Right? So it's not going to be like for the hardcore fans that are going to tune into Rebels Recon. Yeah. You know? I mean, may- maybe. Like, if you have kids, they'll be into it. Yeah. It's hard to say. It, it, there's a lot of slapstick and screaming, but within that, it's building up this juicy part of canon. Right. It's the only thing that's doing it. So right. I feel, I, I wish that they would put their back into it a little bit more because why make it if you're not going to celebrate it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. I guess the way that I feel. Yeah, and it's so. definitely contributing to a little bit of an odd year in star Wars um, books and comics. Uh, so the big novels that came out along with all of the young novels in the sticker book, <laughs> the last Jedi novelization, last shot, 
uh, Most Wanted, Thrawn Alliances, and the Solo Novelization. So yeah. out of all those, Jennifer, you read a couple of these. You read Last Shot, right? Mm-hmm, and most wa- mo- some of Most Wanted. Some of Most Wanted? Yeah. Uh, and I didn't even finish Last Shot, but I did like it. I think about that book at least once or twice a week. Wow. And I don't know why. Just like random things will come into my mind from that book. It really made an impression on me, uh, specifically the relationship between Han and and Leia, Han, and and his son, uh, Ben, yeah. and his struggles with parenthood. Maybe that's why I'm thinking yeah. about it, you know? And Absolutely. Lando, and just the dynamic that, that um, Daniel Jose Older painted, it really felt very real. Yeah. And I, I like that. I like to imagine that that's, that, that really happened mm-hmm. in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, that Han stared at little Ben is like, ah, I'm sorry, I don't know what to do with you. What <laughs> yes. do you want from me? I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying, kid. I don't Stepping know. On space Legos. I don't know. I was I was fighting in battles and suddenly <laughs> you were there. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, we finally put, put Ben to sleep and the Mon Mothma calls. Come on. <laughs> you can sense that stern look over the holophone. Uh, yeah. Over Christmas, uh, one of my oldest friends, I, he was out from D.C. with his wife and their newborn. I, I would not do for 10 months, but that's still... That's still new no. enough. Oh, we're we're goo goo gagging at that point, you oh, know. Yeah. We're not forming words quite yet. <laughs> Almost there. Almost there. Uh, and and he had he just looked. He just is like everything they say is true. <laughs> everything they say is true. And it did. It's much like Han in that moment, as you can relate to Jen, which is which is part of part of the fun of that. Yeah. Book. Yeah. I Never know. tell me. Oh, you should have told me the odds. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are, what are the odds? Uh, so what? Which of these, if any, spoke to you, Ken? Uh, so uh, I'm going to say this, uh, and I'm going to follow it up as quick as I can. This was this was one of my least favorite years of Star Wars books and comics, but that also mean that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy. It. I think that yeah. I just I'm comparing it to some great stuff that came before. Yeah, um, every one of these books spoke to me on some level. The Last Jedi novelization, that prologue alone, powerful is is I've reread that several times, and I think Jason Fried did a great job. And every Star Wars movie ha- does have questions and little little holes in the in the in the shadows of the story yeah. that the books fill in. And Jason Fry did a great job. Last shot, the stuff we talk about, Han, Pikpa, all these little oh. things, the mm-hmm. adventure, um, how it ties a little bit back to L three. There's some great stuff. Most Wanted had one of my favorite moments about Han Solo through the eyes of Kira, and I love what Ray Carson did with Kira. Thrawn, I, uh, Zahn keeps. <laughs> Causing some problems for me. We're Zon keeps thrawning. Zon keeps thrawning, and it's not my favorite stuff, and I just have to be honest with that. But even then, the big reveal at the end and the ties to Revenge of the Sith was like, oh. And then the solo stuff, Merle Lafferty, I think, wrote a, wrote a great book with some uh, thought-provoking, conversation-starting stuff. Yeah. So victories all around. What really spoke to me was that prologue, though, in the last chapter. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. I would, yeah, that prologue, I would say all of Most Wanted spoke to me because I thought it fleshed out. It did so much for Solo, fleshed out Han and Kira and the world they live in where you could just imagine how desperately they would want to escape the world that we find them in at the beginning of Solo. Mm -hmm. And then with, with Last Shot, I mean, there's a great parodying stuff, but I think that real theme of the droids want to change their programming and it so forces Han and Lando and Leia up to a point, but more Han and Lando to question the same thing about themselves as organics of, mm. can we change our programming? Mm. You know, can, can Lando actually settle down with one person? Oh, yeah. Can he be, you know, a responsible guy? And Han is like, I have no idea how to be a father. I just know how to run and shoot. Can I 
change my programming is a really powerful, mature idea. It's almost like there's themes in some of these stories. <laughs> it is. It is. And they stick with me. Uh, anyway, we're moving on. So that's uh, a lot of the content, not all of it, because we would be here for seven hours. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But within yeah. all of this new content, were there other were there any characters or moments that we missed that really deeply spoke to you that you were like, yes, that's that's Star Wars. Um, yeah. So so I really continue to love uh, the character and the potential of the character of Enfys Nest. Um, I am now, that's been my next, my, my holiday f- push is now I have a little more Infus Nest stuff. I'm fascinated with what this character represents, mm-hmm. this kind of face of the rebellion at that time, because it was far from an organized rebellion. And I, I'm obsessed with that. And I think that that is some of the best stuff in Solo and just, stri- you know, we have, there's always a cool factor in Star Wars. There has to be. Yeah. And that's, I think, your design and the Marauders are pretty cool. It just looks and cool. sounds awesome. Man. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, the comic, we didn't touch on, um, you know, like, the Charles Soule Darth Vader line, 1 through 25, is the best in Marvel's comics uh, uh, line. It just it challenged me in ways that I, I was surprised and ended up not liking it as much as others, but overall. Um, but there's some great moments in there. Uh, 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 Palpatine is not confirmed as Vader's father. Let's not... <laughs> we'll talk, about, we'll talk yeah. about that. That is not there. Do not believe those YouTube titles. Um, but, at, but at the same time, it raises a question because then that ties to the Squid Lake scene in yeah. Re- Revenge of the Sith. And wow, what a, wonderful, what a wonderful meaty thing to dive into. So th- those are some of the things that I loved. Okay, how about you, Jennifer? You know, I didn't I didn't really gravitate towards any new characters per se. I just really liked the new takes on familiar characters. So Lando and uh, Han Solo in Solo for me. Seeing I, I had I just did not think that Alden Ehrenreich was gonna be able to pull off the job of, of being Han Solo the way that Harrison Ford did, and he did such an amazing job that I just I delight in watching him and picking out his performance in just these small little moments, and Donald Glover as well. Oh, well, new, L3, I know that there's some controversy around her character, but Phoebe Waller-Bridge yeah. as an actress? Oh, my gosh. Like, I just, I love I love her, and I love what she did for the character. So I guess that's an, a new character, um, even though there are some problematic elements uh, that I know we won't talk about right now. Uh, but, yeah, that's about it. I say Solo. Solo made a big, big impression on me this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Solo for me as well, as much as it was a re-examination of old characters and showing them in new lights, showing Han not as the Han as we know, but, you know, a a young, more hopeful guy. I love the choice to just lean into what had kind of been little suggestions about Lando's character, but more cultural jokes Mm. and stopping them from being jokes and making them like, yes, he loves fashion. Mm. That's his character in, in Galaxy, and you can really understand why Lando would want to approach things that way. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never read the, those Lando novels back in the 80s. Maybe they dove into making him a little bit more of a cape guy, but it, it feels more something of the modern era to mm-hmm. say, let's go all, all in right. on this interpretation. And then for as much as I was about the old characters, I think about the new characters so much. I love Kira. I love Enfys Nest. And I love just the picture of the galaxy in that time right. of uh, the rebellion isn't quite formed and the criminal syndicates are just running wild because the Empire is like, sure, I don't mm-hmm. care. As long as you steal for us, great. Mm-hmm. Just such rich storytelling. And I think it's really exemplified by Kira and Enfys Nest. Mm-hmm. and makes them really interesting characters. 
So I'm so excited for more from both of those characters. Yeah, I agree. Yakira as well. I mean, but that one grew on me. That one started to grow. The most wanted had a big part in going, yeah. ah, here's what's going on with this character, and I like it a lot. Mm. Cool. Uh, so we, we've talked about it and hinted at it, but let's just dive uh, uh, right into <laughs> if we had to sum up the year. What do you think this year was for Star Wars? It's it's a it's, it's a difficult year to me. It Challenging, almost, yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite track age wise, but it felt like Star Wars puberty. Yeah, uh, it felt like we're beyond Star Wars is back. We're beyond Star Wars is now owned by Disney, mm-hmm. and these were these sort of awkward baby steps of what does it mean to have Star Wars be a constant? Yeah, how, yeah. How how is that going to work? Do we put out a new TV show and there's not much fanfare? Yeah. Like, do we just plow ahead with our movie plans regardless of the reaction? And like, it just feels so much like, eh, 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 eh. It's, it's a little bit of, uh, you know, the fourth year of relationship where it's like, let's stay, <laughs> ho- let's stay home and order a pizza yeah. and watch a gardening show. And, and that's the new normal and versus the excitement of 2015. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to say it. Puberty. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars' voice yeah. cracked this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, how did you feel about it? I think that we're, everyone is still learning. <laughs> I think that there's been a lot of challenges, but I think that there's also been a lot of triumphs. And when things do well for Star Wars, it's exciting to be a fan. It's fun to be a fan. And all the negativity gets drowned out very, very quickly. Um, But yeah, there's been a lot of challenges that I think us fans have been tested with within our community. And then I think Disney and Lucasfilm are also sensing as well. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see 2019 because there's so much happening. I yeah. feel like there's going to be a lot more positivity. Um, and even if people have some gripes, there's going to be something else that they can enjoy. Yeah. That's what my hope is, is that Star Wars is, is so prevalent now. It's like, okay, you don't like this movie? Well, great. You can enjoy the, this TV series or yeah. you can enjoy this comic or this book. Yeah. So there's something for everyone. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, before we wrap this up, any other things outside of what we talked about? Are we, uh, any merch, games? Uh, uh, Jennifer, I know you're big on crafts and uh. putting them up on StarWars.com. <laughs> uh, community moments, any, anything else that you wanted to celebrate about 2018 before we move on to the future? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> dog is a pork. Come on, poor yeah. dog costumes. Twenty eighteen. I don't even know. I tell you guys, I don't even know what's, what happened. What day it um, is? All right. Yeah, I don't know. But you know what I will say is I'm glad that there has been some awareness that we, you know, like you're saying, like a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Is you have to work on a relationship. You have yeah. to 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 do things to, to make it thrive. And I think that for so long we were, we're just so used to having a happy fan base, mm-hmm. um, you know, mixed. Uh, but now yeah. we're realizing we have to work at it a little bit. more. Yeah. We have to be putting out more positivity and not just like, you know, amplifying the negative voices, which are a very small minority in the fandom. Yeah. But, but can become very loud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can anything else yeah. uh, for 2018 for you? No, that's been part of the lesson for me too, is, you know, I was, I was pretty, uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, probably maybe said some things sometimes that I, I regretted in the sense of just like, I still don't understand if you don't like The Last Jedi. Like, I understand it, but I'm still, I get grumpy, grumpy <laughs> fast because I think a lot of people just, just get, behind their walls and they're like, nah, that, that. and it's like, you know, one of the things that rubs me really the wrong way is someone said to me, like, don't you just think you just, 
you're adding a lot of things that aren't there in Star Wars. Like, no, no, that's not the case. And that's not the case from New Hope, Empire, Jedi to now. There's a lot to these modern myths. And I love rolling on my sleeves and diving into it. And this has been the year where I've just kind of been like, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to stay in that lane. And if, you know, there's been challenges for things. I think Iger messed up several times. And I think that affected some of the things. And, and, and I'm not tremendously happy with all the comics. They just kind of brush off my back and kind of like the stories aren't the best. But guess what? I, every single day I still wake up and live Star Wars. Yeah. It's not a lie. It's not. I'm listening to the LP of Star Wars, the story of Star Wars, because that's so cool to me. And I still enjoy it. And I think that's been the biggest lesson for me this year is I'm going to stay true to that seven year old that I was. And yeah. Still am. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say is I have enjoyed the hell out of being Obi-Wan Kenobi in Battlefront 2. Very, yes. very grateful for that. For the community of fans who want to play together and uh, listen to Obi-Wan be quite snarky. Quite yeah. snarky. It's very, very, very good. He's he's so snarky. It's, it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. And I have pushed uh, many people off of many bridges, and it's great. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the future, to 2019. Big one there, obviously, is episode nine. So what are you most excited about for episode nine? Uh, how do you feel it? Feel about Ooh. being pushed so hard already? And we haven't even really ramped up as the end of the Skywalker saga and therefore the end of the Star Wars saga as you know it. I already see articles getting it wrong and saying, this is the movie that's wrapping up Star Wars. Like, <laughs> no, they said the Skywalker saga. <laughs> but in the general consciousness, those are the same things. Yeah. So there's, uh, anyway, episode nine, what are you excited for? I'm excited for answers. And I don't know Ooh, what those answers are. Nice. And that's what I, again, love so much about even Force Awakens, which is the movie that Luke first turned into a grumpy hermit that ran away. And Last Jedi would try to answer it. And Snoke's dead. And there's no, and I can't easily predict it. And, and we're not, I'm not a big predictor I don't think we are here as a show. Generally, we like to have those theories, but I like to just see the story roll out in front of me and I can't easily predict it. And so that's what I'm excited about, about for nine. Yeah. Mm. It's Not just going to go. Yeah. It's going to go different places. Maybe. Yeah. It might, it might go to a play of a, a fourth Death Star could pop up. Yeah. yeah. All right. But <laughs> then that would be even a surprise. It'll have a new name though. Yeah. yeah. It'll be the murder sphere for sure. Uh, Jennifer, what are you excited about for episode nine? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the same thing. Answers, tying up loose ends and some, but in an unpredictable way. I think that J.J. Mm. Abrams is going to do, I mean, if you think about what he has to accomplish in the movie, there's a lot that he's got to, that he's got to answer in some sense. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing hopefully the Knights of Ren make some sort of appearance. Mm. I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, Ray being challenged. What, what is going to happen with the Jedi? What's going to happen with Finn? What's going to happen? I mean, it's like the the questions are endless. Will the Porgs be back somehow? <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, they have infested the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. How will Luke be used? You know, is he just going to be a standard force ghost? Is Anakin going to be back? I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do, JJ? But that's why I'm excited because I don't know. Uh, it's not my job. It's his job. <laughs> so you, you're most excited. <laughs> Do your job, JJ. Do your job. Do your job. I gotta eat popcorn and, and 2019 enjoy is the year we're gonna get defensive. <laughs> what? What? You, what? you want answers from us? <laughs> it's not me. What are we paying you for, JJ? Oh, we're not personally paying. Well, you know, we are some merch. Pay my anyway, art at ten bucks or whatever it is. <laughs> All right. So you're excited for 
all of the things you could possibly be excited about in the future. Endless possibilities. Yeah, yeah. New creatures, new planets. Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the forthcoming moments that are out there still for us to discover. That's yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I'm most excited. Uh, all of that is exciting. I'm most excited for Ray and Kylo's oh, journey yes. because I think Last Jedi really did make it clear that like these are the the two main characters of this mm-hmm. saga. And if it is a Skywalker saga and Ray continues to be uh, a no one, quote unquote, that makes it this is kind of Kylo's story. It's like, are you going to end... Uh, in the light, or are you going to leave it in darkness and how mm. all that stuff? Ghost Luke is so exciting. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. New phase of his life. New phase of his life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To just see him go make that complete journey. Yeah. You know, to going all the way back to Empire Strikes Back, where you first see Ghost Obi Wan go, like, well, that's, that's yeah. probably how Luke's going to end up, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. See it. And, I'm so, and I, I do think that there's a possibility he'll do some cool ghost stuff. So. Ghost stuff. Indeed. Excited for that. Yeah. And the thing that I'm trying not to be too excited for. Oh, uh, yes. Because I don't want to get overly uh, predicting what the movie should be. Pump those brakes. Yeah. Pump, pump in the breaks i so want it to be about what's the new way forward yeah last jedi did a great job of like analyzing the sins of the past particularly mm-hmm. with the jedi and i think the whole thing has been about ray and kylo like having to deal with the baggage of the past right they get to create the future yeah and i kind of just want i know obviously the movie can't be like a here's our new government plan here's the new structural identity of the jedi but i want to hint towards the philosophy yeah that ray and our heroes are going to carry forward and that look i you know let me try to get grumpy but that's that's the thing is it's never going to be a chart of answers no, no. there's themes at play here yeah and we're we're looking for those answers to the themes yeah and that's that's exciting yeah the new way forward definitely uh, a new new republic or you know what do, what do we got a new jedi order how do we do this and we're not going to get those specific answers. We're no, going to get the idea of what's to come, which makes it so exciting. You're going to get what the characters believe. Yeah, and that's, that's that's what I want. Yeah, and that's what I'm very excited for that. Yeah, uh, how the, how it all ends. All right, going along with the movie discussion. Do you think a new movie will be announced, or is it going to continue to be the focus for through 2019? Even announcement wise, mm-hmm. is the TV shows. And there just not even be a whisper of the the future of the movies. What do you think? Uh, hard hard to really really say because sometimes I mean like the Cassian Andor announcement to me came completely out of left uh, field. Yeah. You know, yeah, huh? they managed clearly. They were getting pitches, yep. and they managed to keep that on utter lockdown is impressive. Which is what you would want out of a, a studio. Yeah, like. This whole idea of they needed a plan, George Lucas would laugh at that idea too. <laughs> but also, just like, hey, we're making these shows, and then someone comes in with a with a IG eighty eight Bosque road picture comedy, and that works. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want them to be able to do that, and, and I, I get the sense that with Cassian, that was kind of it. Like, this sounds great. Yeah. Um, so I think the focus will be on that. But as far as movies, I, I, I do not believe we're getting one twenty twenty in in theaters. Uh, it's just unless. Knives Out is a Star Wars picture. Uh, <laughs> we're not getting that. So, but I think you could finally see Game of Thrones is done. Dan and Dave are working on this. Okay, look forward to that. You think you can get an? We could get an announcement of what they're working on. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Jennifer. Mm, that that makes a lot of sense. I think that they're not going to announce a new movie. Uh, no Boba Fett. 
movie. Uh, I think what they're going to focus on is a, is Galaxy's Edge is going to be a big presence at Star Wars Celebration. They're going to focus on the Disney streaming service, yeah. Disney Plus, and The Mandalorian is going to be a big push because they've been filming all, I mean, now, they're filming now. I'm assuming they're yeah. going to continue filming. So they're going to have something to be able to show. I'm sure that they'll have Pedro Pascal come maybe or somebody from the cast, you know, make an appearance. Um, and yeah, they're going to show us a little teaser of that. I think that's what their focus is going to be. Right. And they'll, they'll revisit the movies later on. They got to right. win those streaming, those streaming wars. They have to win they them. Have in to. The right. It's a huge yeah. Right. Risk. And so, so when you describe it that way, Star Wars celebration is it, it perfectly full between episode nine buildup, uh, look back at Phantom Menace, which we're going to talk about a little bit. Um, all of the streaming shows, the continuing, uh, story of the resistance in, in the animated show resistance. Yep. You're right. So with all of that, it won't be that noticeable that they don't say anything about the future of the movies. Nah, if they, they don't, don't have to No, Dan yeah. and Dave, I think will be the closest that they'll, that they'll yeah. go yeah. into that charted. But yeah, this is a, a wild a prediction that, uh, I, I wouldn't bet, bet a lot on, but my, but I'm interested in, I think there's a slim possibility that we could get much more definition about Ryan Johnson Mm -hmm. because this was quiet, but he announced that he was done filming knives out. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. So like when he said, I'm sneaking this in real quick, he meant real quick. Yeah. Well, we were all, fighting about The Last Jedi. He wrote a whole other movie. <laughs> That's crazy. Cast James Bond, Captain America, yeah. <laughs> and Laurie Strode, and another yeah. 800 wow. other million yeah. uh, amazing people and real quick made that. So I kind of feel like if he has a loose idea of this is kind of what it is yeah. that we could get it announced. Like, by the way, 2021, the first film in Ryan Johnson's trilogy, yeah. that could maybe be announced in a really light way. Yeah, that, that would make sense as well, too. I just want to say this one last thing is that I know that we always get so many big expectations for Star Wars Celebration and I'll never forget one year when I was there and I forget what what I thought what we all thought the big announcement was going to be and the announcement was Star Wars Celebration is going to be in Europe next year. <laughs> like everyone had been speculating and it was like something huge and the TV series and yeah. blah 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 and, and I remember everyone kind of left the auditorium like yeah. Well, okay. well, and then 2016 <laughs> was the one in London that they were like, Thrawn's back, which, you know, made some people happy. Right. Yeah. And it was like, right. we'll see you next year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So. so, yeah, I'm not <laughs> expecting anything huge, but maybe not a celebration. But yeah, I think 2019, they, they might need to hint that there will yeah. be other movies <laughs> yeah. at all. Uh, all right. So moving on to anniversary year of the Phantom Menace. So already there's some celebrations. We got <laughs> so crazy. I know. Oh it, yeah, it's, it's best years. not to just. It's best not to say that out loud. It's an anniversary year of the Phantom Menace. Uh, I yeah. pulled down my Phantom Menace novel, Terry Brooks, and I. I, I oh yeah. And when you know what fell out of it? My ticket for Winneka Theaters. Oh uh, May wow. 19th, wow. 1999. That is amazing. Just like yesterday, but not. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Just like so many yesterdays, 1999. Um, so we've got a couple books coming out. Yeah. Uh, Queen's Shadow about Padme. Uh, that's by E.K. Johnson. That's March. Master and Apprentice with uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan by Claudia Gray. That's April. So already the books are are celebrating. How else do you want Phantom Menace to be celebrated this year? Hmm. I, no, Jen. 
No, it's not anything like useful. I just want to get <laughs> a, a Queen Amidala Polly Pocket doll for my daughter. No, so she go. can change the outfits. Not the heads, though, because they do have that doll out there where you can literally change the head. Mm-hmm. That's a little mm-hmm. bit too <laughs> weird. Gotcha. Just the outfit. Just the outfit. Yeah, all right. That's all. I don't I think want. that. I, I think a bigger push in toys and marketing. I think that is a great prediction. A great <laughs> desire. Yeah. Ken, what do you want? I, I I am really excited that twenty years on, we can get the true place of this movie in uh, the fans' lives. If you're ten, if you're ten in nineteen ninety nine, you're thirty now. Yeah. And you're this was a different take on it, and it doesn't mean. I don't to this day watch it and kind of go, oh boy, some of that stuff that George did was a little crazy. But the era, we always talk about the era and these books, uh, how exciting it is to, to, to go into the mind of yeah. Amidala, to, to look at uh, Claudia Gray and that short story on Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and, and from a certain point of view yeah. has got me so excited for this book. It's going to be amazing. And to be able to treat it uh, real and respectful, like here's what's going through these characters' heads. Yes, the droids say Roger, Roger. Yes, Jar Jar steps in some Piosa, but but in, in, in the poopy. But there's so much else there. <laughs> we understood. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm always doing that with uh, girlfriends. Did the dogs go potty? Yes, they. I got to learn to stop it. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, and 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 to let the legacy of this movie. Roll out for those that that would, that it was affected that that, yeah. that see it as I was seven and this brought me into Star Wars. Right, that's important. And and yeah, regardless of any of the various criticisms, to see it as Lucas intended that he was not trying to remake the classic mm-hmm. trilogy. He was trying to tell a very very different story about all of the political machinations. Yeah. He, this is what had lived in his heart and mind for years of like all that cool lightsaber fighting that you saw in the classic trilogy. It's because of broken institutions and yeah. problems with trade disputes. <laughs> <laughs> and here's that story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To celebrate, I want Anakin and Nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, do still think, I do still think there's I think some it possible. could work. It could work. I think it could work. Uh, and I want uh, Jar Jar as a playable character in Battlefront 2. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> that would that be, would be fun. Oh, I think people would actually enjoy it because yes. I, they do a good job of making all of the characters really fight in different ways yeah. while still having them be balanced. It's a real different experience to play General Grievous versus playing Princess Leia and how they fight. Uh, and you could easily get Jar Jar to have like his sort of um, a- accidental uh, badassery. He could be an accidental yeah. bombad. <laughs> um, awesome. it, it would be interesting because I think even now, if Jar Jar, it would be... How I became a Spice Girls fan. I made fun of them until I loved them. Uh-huh. And Welcome to the club. Yeah, and that could be people going, oh, this is stupid. 20 years later, I got to play this. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, there, there's such joy when dumb things happened. Yeah. I, I managed as Han Solo to punch Palpatine out. Like I took oh, him out with a punch in the yeah. face oh with the melee. Yeah. You know, so that idea of like you could take down, you know, uh, this amazing, you could take down Darth Vader by tripping his Jar Jar Binks yeah. and then you throw a, you know, a boomer ball. Yeah. <laughs> and you take out Darth Vader. Sounds fun to me. I love anyway, uh, moving on to Disney Plus because that's a big old deal. So uh, it's going to be launched in 2019. We know mm-hmm. We've got three and out shows: Mandalorian, uh, Clone Wars, uh, Cassian, Andor. You only die once. That's not the real title, but it's the one I want to pitch. Should be now. It's a spy, spy thriller. I hope it has a James Bond <laughs> subtitle. Uh, do you want any of them to premiere in 2019? All They're, of them. All of them. You want? Yeah. <laughs> there have been rumors and rumblings that the Mandalorian could. 
Yeah. yeah. Do you think it will? Do you want it to? Look, there's some real, obviously, business strategies to release dates, but this goes back to what I said of how I just really love this stuff. You know, I was, you know, I, I want Mandalorian one week, Cassie and Andrew, give, give me, give me, give me. This is all I watch. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me. <laughs> uh, I know Cassian's going to be 2020 or even maybe even later, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I definitely want one of them. That series has to, or that, that service has to launch with some Star Wars. It has to launch with the Star Wars. Do you feel the same, oh, Jennifer? Oh, my gosh. I want the Mandalorian now. The thing <laughs> bring know. him here. Bring him, bring him to me. Bring him to the valley. I need the show now. And the thing is, though, but see, what I want, I want it to be set up for success because I want it to be a phenomenal hit. And if that means that they have to hold on to it until January, February of 2020, I guess I can wait because I I want it. I mean, I think it's going to be a hit regardless, but gosh, I don't know. It's going to be so crowded. It's going to be. I, 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 yeah, it, it, it absolutely will. And I know I'm, you know, I, I don't speak for everyone. I'm like, I could have a new Star Wars show five days a week and yeah. I'd be excited. Uh, some people would agree with me and us, but but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. How much are they going to ramp up to episode nine? Because you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like. Ugh. Well, because yeah, we saw it without some ramp up to Solo that not it having the end not. caps at Target. It affects some of them. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the toy aisles are sad right now. Oh, really? Uh, Very sad. Except for, oh, God bless it. I went to my comic shop, saw the new Rio Durant six inch, well, almost six inch black series. That's one of the best ones. Oh, oh, have sharp teeth. It very, oh, very sharp teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Love it. Can't wait. Uh, Yeah, I want it to come out in 2019. I think that the streaming service is later 2019, right? It's like fall, fall, right? Fall ish. I saw one day as I was researching that said December, and and it's always. Yeah, and it's always hard to dig through and like, is this somebody reporting, re reporting, re reporting, re reporting? But I was pretty fascinated. There was an interesting sentence structure (laughs) on the Star Wars show in, you know, how they do those little late breaking Mm -hmm. news? They did one about the composer for The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. And they said, The Mandal, you know, so look out for The Mandalorian, you know. Disney Plus streaming premiering in, you know, late 2019. And the way the sentence was structured uh-huh. is like, it sounds like you just said The Mandalorian is premiering mm. in 2019. If it's launching with a service. Yeah. It's launching with a service. But it, it launches in October, great. Hallelujah. Celebrations. Okay. Launches in December, that's them getting in their own way. Like yeah. a fan yeah. sending that question, right? And as much as I want The Mandalorian, you know, an IV to insert it into my <laughs> bloodstream right now. <laughs> Yes, I yes. don't want it to step on episode. I don't want it to be overshadowed by episode nine, right? No. I mean, mm-hmm. if if it is December, have it land January first. Put a yeah. go crazy and put a trailer in front of episode nine oh. for the Mandalorian there you for go. your own streaming service if you can. You know yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I hate when business gets in the way of stuff. I know. Just give it to us all now. I just See it. I just want to be on set. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of things that are going to uh, open in 2019, but we won't see them. Galaxy's Edge yeah, exactly. opens <laughs> at Disney Parks. Uh, uh, this is, uh, it's going to take us forever to get there unless we get some sort of uh, secret pass. Yeah, but yeah, otherwise, it's just going to be it. like, man, yeah. I can't wait to be just shoved between uh, yeah. just uh, some uh, stroller handle rammed in my thigh. And yeah. anyway. 
Yeah, and to the people that think that if you talk positively about Star Wars, you get magic things. We we have no, <laughs> we are the most positive of the positive, and we will not be in line for Galaxy's Edge on a special night at this time. We yeah, have to yeah. pull some kind of strings that are probably have to do with the security team at Disney more than Lucasfilm. <laughs> yeah, That's right. right. You're gonna start just to working, be clear, working our angles as much as yeah. we can. But I am excited to see this huge commitment to mm-hmm. not only Star Wars but to that era of Star yeah. Wars. What what does it make you think when you think like not only are they, they opening Star Wars, they're opening it the, the star these huge lands that are going to be there for a long time. Mm-hmm. They'll evolve, they'll change, but it is right now set in the era where the movies are about to wrap that era up. It's it, it it's an interesting point because if you're sitting around a conference table and 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 your Iger and, and the ghost of Eisner in your past there, whatever, and you look around and you go like, what should we do? Star Wars. Ooh, Han, Luke, Leia, Vader, all those things we love, and, and they'll be there. But to sit there and go, no, let's let's lean into this new era, uh, I, I, I find it really interesting. I don't know if it's just they're looking at the young fans that are starting now and right. going, they're the ones going to be taking mommy and daddy uh, to Disneyland, forcing the issue. I know, I know parents want to go. But We're all three old folks sitting here. Well, Jen's... God bless you, younger than us, slightly. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Her but you know what I mean? ticket might fall out of yeah, the book, Yeah, it, it is, it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. But you know what I mean? Where it's like, they're going, hey, that's specific. I don't, I'm not smart enough to figure why. Yeah. But I, it's, it's it's maybe about the future. It, I mean, it makes sense to me that, hey, a, a young kid who was six when Force Awakens came out and uh, attached to Ray and Finn and Poe and that whole world is going to be excited about it. 10 years from now still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm used... So that may, it makes sense from that perspective, but I'm so used to things moving on quickly and getting to the next thing. Right. And the fact that episode nine is like... It, it makes me excited that in order to support the Disney parks, there will be more storytelling in this era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this era won't just be like, great, that's over. Now we're going to move on to the other thing. Right, right exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, Star Wars is for kids. Uh, and so <laughs> basically <laughs> what? Is, is what they're doubling down on. And this this new generation of fans, I've seen them. Uh, they're they love Kylo Ren, they love Ray, they love Finn, and this is this is their Star Wars. And so I think I think you're mm. absolutely right, Ken. That's why they're doing it is because this baked in nostalgia that's happening right now. Mm. You know, these kids twenty years from now will want to take or no longer than that. Um, Five ten. And Thirty years from now, <laughs> I don't know how old you are. <laughs> I had kids much later in my life. Yeah. Uh, they'll they'll want to take their families there. And, and, the, and they refresh these lands, obviously, but Star, yeah. Star Tours, it took a while for them to refresh it. Yeah. And then they refreshed it quickly again with this new era. But, you know, it was like, I remember the new Star Tours was a thing. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. And you can put the Falcon in a different era, I would imagine. But this yeah. massive rise of the right. resistance that is all about that clash, that makes me feel like there is going to be a time jump and they're mm. going to tell a lot of stories oh, in yeah. Yeah. that time where... There's there's still a big fight between the resistance and the first order and the world of Batu that opens yeah. up a whole new storytelling oh, yeah. opportunities there. Yeah, you know, so absolutely, <laughs> even more than that yeah. Thrawn novel. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> all for Timothy Zahn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, anything else that you're excited about that we haven't talked about uh, for books? We have that uh, Alphabet Squadron. I also oh, always yeah. have to work not to say Alphabet Soup, Alphabet yeah. Squadron. Uh, we have Thrawn colon treason, not colon treason. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Uh, <laughs> For the older fans. It's for the older fans. If you're, since it's you about have, wrestling with troubles that older fans have. If you colon, you have treason. colon treason, please see a doctor. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You can take pills for colon treason. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. 
Gosh. Anyway, uh, Thrawn's going to have a problem with a colon. There's going to be an alphabet squadron. Uh, the comics yeah. are going to keep coming. The toys are going to keep coming. Uh, Battlefront 2 is going to keep refreshing for a little while at least. Yeah. What, what are you excited about in that whole general world of other stuff? As someone who has now completed the Red Dead Redemption 2 story, but now is still just playing, <laughs> wandering around, uh, the little more information on Jedi Fallen Order. The, okay. Or Star, oh, Wars, yes. Star Wars Fallen Order, whatever the game's called. Oh, uh, yeah, the more open world one. It's about a, a, a Jedi sur- surviving, survivor of Order yeah. 66, right? Or trying to survive. I Order think having a little bit more. I think that's sometimes uh, the forgotten realm is, is the video game world and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, Battlefront 2 with all of its problems and corrections and everything, and it still goes on. I think people want this type of game, and yeah. that's going to be something I'm, I'm really interested to see when they when they roll out. Yeah, we don't know when it's being released, do don't we? Don't know. I don't okay. know. I personally don't know. No. I mean, video games often get bumped back, so oh, they yeah. could have announced it, and it might not matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited for that. Um, I'm ex- the thing I'm most excited for is the build-up to 9, mm-hmm. because I feel like even though... There will be some negativity uh, because there are people who really dislike the sequel trilogy and some of them are, are very, not only vocal about it, but very mean about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will certainly be that presence. But I feel like that this is the end of this trilogy. Mm-hmm. And this is, in theory, the end of this nine movie arc. I, I think people are just going to be really excited to get the, those holiday December Star Wars times back mm-hmm. and have... It's, we've talked about how they haven't really been fully behind like resistance. Solo just kind of came and went and so be it. Mm-hmm. I think getting back to that feeling of all Star Wars fans, all wings are reporting in for this one event. Mm-hmm. It, I'm yeah. really looking forward to. I like mm-hmm. that. I'm thinking of it like what I do before the holidays, when maybe we'll work out a little bit more eat a little less because I know once the holidays hit, I'm going to gorge myself (laughs) on everything possible. There's no calories. Pie? Sure. Ice cream? Why not? So I'm getting ready right now and I'm just kind of like getting mentally prepared because I think as we get closer to Star Wars Celebration, it's going to be a crazy pace and there's going to be a lot of excitement, which I'm looking forward to. I think there's going to be a lot of positivity and that collective fan energy that we that we share during this time I, I it's what i what i love about being a star wars fan i look forward to that yeah mm. Mm. yeah great stuff ken anything else no okay no. i couldn't i couldn't tell no, if that was savoring or it was savoring a savor mm. jennifer mentioned food and i got hungry <laughs> yeah. some star wars stuffing mm. Stuff that Star Wars. A little bit of cravings mm. of cranberry mm. sauce. Colon treason. All right. Uh, so storytelling-wise, uh, we always talk about Star Wars being a, a mixture of the old and the new. It's baked in to what Star Wars is. For the general storytelling Star Wars looking to the future, what old ideas that feel like, yes, that is Star Wars, do you want to see moving forward? And what kind of new ideas do you want to see hmm. in the near future? Does that make sense, Ken? Yeah, I think it does. I think for me, like, look, I, I know I, I probably annoy people. I still want to hold on to this re- Rebels versus the Empire, learning a lot about that. I think there's still that area to dive into just in terms of storytelling. But but I think uh, what is what is old was always going to be new, which is those themes. And, and every time you sit down to tell a, a Star Wars story, I think you have to approach it from the what is this teaching a 12-year-old on the cusp of adulthood. Yeah. That is the core of Star Wars when people talk about that. I think that's there. Um, as far as new things, can you take that? Like people, a lot of people want to in completely new eras, characters that aren't tied to anything. That's a big 
big question for me. Uh, a Game of Thrones fan, I'm looking forward to the prequels. But will this work without Jon Snow, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, uh, Cersei Lannister? Or if it's just like this is her 14th grandmother? Like, does it <laughs> still have the same effect? What is the story? So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that, and I want to see if that works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for myself, I'm really excited to hold on to some of those really original just sort of structure and plot and pacing ideas of mm-hmm. coming from pulps in movie serials of the cliffhanger, yes. the surprising mix of like enthusiastic adventure serial with a, in a, you know an air of romance, both literally people kissing and also just like the ro- the adventure yeah the thrill of adventure when you're young and the weight of knowing w- what adventure means when you're old and all of those kind of ideas that are baked into the classic trilogy mm-hmm. love to see them uh, go forward with those ideas but add all of these new ideas that we're getting to tell in Star Wars because people are just more sophisticated in terms of storytelling mm-hmm. they want to drill down into characters they yeah. want to know exactly what they're feeling what they're thinking you know institutions can be more complicated and there can be more gray areas so mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to uh, hopefully those two ideas coming together the sort of black and white fun of adventure serials with the more gray and complex of modern storytelling yeah mm. that's why i like the last jedi for that for that very reason is because we got you know more complex themes um and lessons really but with our old heroes, I thought that that Ryan Johnson did that beautifully. What I'm excited for is also the fun that I see John Favreau bringing to yeah. the Mandalorian series, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's like he's just like, "Hey, why not bring IG88?" You know, but even though it's going to be a new story with a new adventure, it still is going to have these fun things. Even like the the weapon from the Boba Fett cartoon that's yeah. going to make an appearance. It's just, just little things like that. I, I like that that the storytellers are still having a good time. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. Uh, all right, so final question. Wildest prediction or desire for 2019 doesn't even have to be locked down to reality in any way. Oh, wow. What is it you want? Uh, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Wildest prediction is I, I want, uh, I think, on the Disney streaming service, Disney Plus Butts, as we've called it here on Force Center, <laughs> that there will be some completely off-kilter, wild, wacky, like Star Wars short-form series comedy. <laughs> like, I want Star Wars stand-up. I don't know, something weird. Something that's not even canon. Like, you guys talk about the Freemaker Adventures. Something like that. Oh, wow. For the older crowd to remind us all, myself included, that part of the fun of being a Star Wars fan is having just silly fun with it. Or yeah. something like that. What can that be? I don't know. Yeah. We're working on it. Wow. Mm. Uh, Jennifer, we'll close out with you. So yeah. I'll, I'll say that I still just want Obi-Wan. I just need to say that out loud. <laughs> the, uh, Obi-Wan television series on Disney+. Plus. I'll, S- Obi-Wan movie. Speak I don't care. Speak over it until it happens. I don't care. If you just want to do an Instagram story of Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi, I will settle for that. But I know we're in such an era where we want to move on from those old characters, but I don't want to move on from Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping to see that. Uh, wildest prediction is the Crimson Dawn, Kira versus Maul. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, oh. yeah, yeah. To kind of do do solo two in a way on Disney Plus. I like that. I think that's a possibility. That's not that wild. That's not that unlocked from mm. reality at this mm. point. So for unlocked from reality, I'll say Jar Jar and Battlefront two. Go back to that. I do love that, Jennifer. What uh, <laughs> what's your wildest prediction or desire? Ah, uh, you know what my desire is. I would love to get all those clickbaity hate 
YouTubers off of off of YouTube. <laughs> that's what that's what I want. It's not a prediction. It's but my it's my wildest desire because I'm just I'm just tired of it because I don't even think that they really believe half of what they say. I just think that they know that they do it for clicks. Um, so that's that. The, the uh, algorithm <laughs> the algorithm rewards it exactly. And that's, that's what it is. Yeah, they're making money off of it. Yeah. Uh, my wildest prediction would be that the streaming service I feel like the Star Wars area might be a little bare. I hope that it's not. I hope that they give us some new surprises mm-hmm. that they have not announced. Something for little kids, an animated show for little kids, a, a holiday special. Who knows? Just give, give us more mm-hmm. Star Wars content. Oh, yeah. that I'll amend mine. I think the best craziest thing is if they brought George Lucas back into the fold and he made a new holiday special. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. <laughs> what would George Lucas want a holiday special yeah. to be? That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And revi- the streaming service revisiting some things that maybe, like, I had this idea, uh, you know, it's been talked about. It's not like my idea, but like, uh, like, could you redo uh, an, an Ewok movie? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like my, my friend Madeline Rue, who wrote the the clip story and from a certain point of view, the Ewoks, and more, more specifically, Sindel, are, are like her favorite characters in Star Wars. Wow. Could she write a modern tale, a modern book that makes that work and still captures the spirit? Because it's a joke. Everyone's like, oh, don't forget about the Ewoks uh, movies. Yeah, they're they're pretty bad, but they also inspired some people. So could yeah. you, on the streaming service, do something like that? Oh, That's yeah. That's an interesting challenge. The it won't new, happen in 2019, obviously. But the no. new, new, new yeah. Ewok adventures. That sounds great. That's what we're looking forward to in yeah. 2019, making wow. the impossible possible. So big look back yeah. and big look forward. As it should be. Uh, interesting year, and, and I think the best is yet to come. And that's one of the final notes. I think we're all kind of in agreement here. I always want the next thing to be the best. Yeah. I always want to be look back and go, I like nine better than eight. I like eight better than seven. I like. I, I think that's always my desire, too, and I think we're all kind of in agreement on that. Absolutely. You know, bigger and better things to come. What are your guys' wants and desires? You can uh, reach out and let us know. We'll tell you where at the end of the show. But as we like to do, it's time for our audience questions. We can't thank you all enough for contributing your thoughts and your questions and your conversation starters and sometimes your uh, critiques or grievances. That's that's a big thing here at uh, Force Center. I think uh, Joseph Scrimshaw's Star Wars Counseling is part of the soul of this, this feed because... Star Wars ain't perfect, but instead of ranting and raving, we want to find out what can make you feel better about that. And that's kind of the theme here. And you guys make that possible with your questions and your thoughts and playing along at home. So let's go into some questions this week. Kyle Wilson uh, on Facebook writes, In Return of the Jedi, the second Death Star acted as the catalyst for the final confrontation between the Rebels and the Empire. What do you think is going to spur the conflict in Episode Nine? What would you like to see... Sir, that is no MacGuffin. No. Joseph, what do you want? That is a big question. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you, you want the climactic uh, battle to be shut down or blow up the thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I personally uh, don't want a, another battle station. Um, I hope that it is a matter of, like, capturing a strategic planet. Uh, oh, if, it, yeah. if it is a time jump mm-hmm. and uh, the First Order has dug in and, like, they mm. have to hold this planet with this supply lines or, or everything else will fall and the resistance has, has built yeah. a little bit and they is the daring raid to just kind of beat them in a, in a more traditional military battle yeah. and take the planet. That would be cool. Or even to go super crazy and like, man, the actual first order has crumbled, but this won't be over until we get Kylo Ren. Yes. Yeah. It kind of did that with revenge of the Sith. That was the big mm. motivator of, 
hey, if we can capture Grievous, then we can end the war. Sure. And obviously there's other things going on with, with Sith that make that more complicated, but g- capturing Grievous is the button, yeah. the MacGuffin, to, to end the conflict. So it would be interesting if it was capturing, Kylo, capturing or killing Kylo Ren mm. is the only way to truly end this. I like that. I like that. Making it sense. all personal instead of blow up the big, you know, space he, ball. He's the super weapon. In he's a way. the super. Yeah. Kylo Ren <laughs> is the super weapon of episode nine. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. And what do you got? I totally agree. That's exactly where my mind went to. And I think that there's going to be some interesting conflict between Kylo Ren and Hux and who's going to control and who's going to lead. And they're going to have some sort of infighting. Hux will die. And then it's going to be a matter of taking out Kylo Ren. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. It'd be very interesting. Yeah, because Return of the Jedi's got this little bit of a... It's, it's interesting that, you know, Luke saves the galaxy, but also mm, they, they, they blew up the Death Star. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, it's an excellent point from Kyle. Like, that, you know, you kind of need that. And, and, and the reliance on super weapons is is understandable. It's that ticking clock. And and, and that's what we, we, we have in this big super modern myth world. But I like it being more intimate and personal if, yeah. if it turns back. Um, a final confrontation between Rey or Kylo is something I'm, I'm primed for, but I don't need, necessarily need that to happen in the third act or the last scene of the movie. I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But um, it's going to be this, this battle of resistance versus the first order. I think has got to have some big weight. We got it. We're building towards this resist resistance is the, the modern rebels and, and something new will spring out of that. Yeah. So it'll be related to them. Uh, Angela Silana writes, also on Facebook, some fun and responsible speculation. In the Disney era, we've got BB-8, K2SO, Chopper, and L337. Good old L3. Now we've got Bucket 2. We can't forget Bucket. How long before we get the next big, iconic, new droid character in Star Wars? Well, mm. Jen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, you would assume episode 9 but then I, but then I'm like, I don't want people to roll their eyes at it, kind of like how they did with BB Nine E, where yeah. they're like, "Oh, it's just the evil droid." So I would hope that it would, <laughs> that it would be. Uh, that was me, by the way. That, was me. <laughs> that it would have some purpose or, or some some cool factor to it. I think maybe the Mandalorian we might get a cool droid yeah. there. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, it's gonna be IG eighty eight. We're gonna find out he's actually really funny. Yeah, he's just doing this for work. <laughs> he's just in that Ord Mantel trash place. Yeah, um, yeah I kind of think that Episode Nine's uh, already got some BB-8, R2, 3PO balance thing to know mm. to give them all a little bit of do since it's wrapping that up. I think honestly, it's whichever the next big movie trilogy is. If it's Ryan Johnson or Dan and Dave first, uh, I think there'll be a new droid there. Mm. I, I really imagine Ryan Johnson wanting to have the opportunity since he didn't get to create BB-8 mm-hmm. to create an iconic droid. Yeah. Uh and I the the droid that exists now the PZ4CO, yeah, who in the in the books it's made clear that that one of that droid's duty is to record Leia's life right. memories and adventures. I would love to see like a storyteller droid. It would oh, be yeah. like that that's their mission like they've been alive for centuries, yeah. and they collect stories. And I think that would be like that. a great nod to the original idea of R2 and 3PO as the storytellers. Yeah. Uh, we can't forget AP5 as well. Ooh, yes. in a Rebels. Uh, we, we wouldn't want to miss that one there. So I, I think it could be as soon as Mandalorian. Um, but to what point? I still think there's going to be a lot of guest stars of the week. I still yeah. think so. You know, this thing of Nick Nolte possibly voicing an Ugnaught pops up. You know, I, yeah. I, I think I think you could get a droid. But as far as one that sticks, yeah, it might have to be the next next trilogy, next yeah. series. 
beyond that. We go to Patreon. Patreon, we want to thank you all for supporting us there, making some goals happen. We'll uh, tell you where to find us uh, 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 about the, find us there a little bit later. We got our good friend, Mark Knopp, Mark Knope, Mark Knoop. We joke with his name, but we love Mark. He's been a supporter for a very long time, and he has a very good, important question here that is near and dear to his heart. For some reason, Hollywood blockbusters don't have a lot of LGBTQ diversity. Star Wars is unfortunately not an exception. The books and comics have done a much better job uh, with this. Do you think the Disney Plus shows will be more willing to include LGBTQ characters? As someone who's gay myself, I really hope so. I would love to see live-action versions of Sinjur and his husband, Condor, or new characters, of course. What would you guys like to see? So, yeah, this is this uh, is a question that's out there going forward in Star Wars. Joseph, what do you think? Yeah, I think in general, like I mentioned, I would like to see in upcoming Star Wars stories more of that sense of romance, that sort of uh, like old-school yeah. Leia and Han Mm-hmm. Uh, old Hollywood kind of romance, and I would love to see that be between you know two men, two women, uh, two different mm-hmm. you know whatever. Yeah, uh, I would like to see that that flavor back, and I would like to see diversity mm-hmm. within that. Um, I also like to just see a lot of exactly what Mark is saying. A lot of what's been in the pages of the books and the comics just on mm-hmm. screen. Um, you know, I, I can't remember what book, but there's a couple different books where somebody just says, "Hey, there's an alien species. They have 37 genders." Yeah, I'd yeah. like to see mm-hmm. alien species yeah. that have. Cla- I think it's Claudia Gray's. Book, yeah, I think. I think there's. I think it's in, times. in Claudia Gray's, and I think there's something like that in Rebel Rising as well. Like I could be. Yes. I could be misremembering, but I would love to just see you know aliens with really different perspectives to just get that idea of inclusivity of like there are a lot of different ideas of how we can function when it mm-hmm. comes to gender, when it comes to romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jen? Yeah, I think a lot. I think that the streaming service would be a great opportunity because you can have different directors and different writers for each episode. And I think that this is when when we talk about inclusivity, I think it's really important that the people not only on screen, but also the people writing these stories are representative of LGBTQ. Um, and so I think that they could really do a beautiful job with it. Somebody who is queer or non-binary there was a non-binary character in last shot yeah um, so there's there's just a lot of opportunity uh, yeah, yeah. and it is surprising that there has not been there has not been yet a, a character um in star wars but I, i'm hopeful that soon soon we will get that yeah and I would also just take a Disney Plus Singer and Condor streaming series. Well, Singer is one of my favorite characters. I mean, uh, he from is. the books. He's great, and he's a sarcastic old old bird there, man. Yeah. I love him, and I think that could be that could be a sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> that could be what I, going back to what I was saying earlier. Yeah, look, it, it is a it is a, of its time. This needs to happen in a matter of time. Progress is it's always unfortunately very slow. Um, I'm a fan of Major League Baseball. Uh, 1947 seems like a long time ago when Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier, but it's not. Yeah, and and unfortunately that. That's kind of where we're at. But Mark, um, look, look what we've got. And I think Disney, you're right. Disney Plus is is going to be the next area um, that it happens. And then and I actually want it to be someone new. We have Afra, uh, yeah. who's uh, with uh, I always forget it. Magna Tol- Tolvan or Tolvar. I always forget the last letter uh, who had a relationship with Santa Star Wars. And it's and it's dealt with in the comics. But that's the comics. And we want it bigger and better, and I think Disney Plus is going to be the next spot for that. Singer's uh, great, but I'd like to see someone new added to that. Yeah, uh, and I think that could be that could be the spot. And uh, as they expand uh, the the creative crews behind the scenes, that is what's going to happen. And I, I love room at the table for 
all of us. I believe that in my heart. So, Mark, thank you for the question. And thank you, Mark, for your support. We've always been joking with you and your last name, uh, but you are uh, you've been with us from the beginning. So thank you for writing on in. Final question today, Farrah Storm. That's a, wow. That's, that's a, a great That's name. a Sith, like, uh, I don't want to cast her as cast Farrah's as a Sith, but that's Farrah Storm. It's like Maris Brood. My boyfriend and I recently discussed what order we should show our future younglings to Star Wars series if we decide to get married and have kids. Priorities. What order would you show a first-time viewer of the Star Wars series? Chronological, canonical, or order of release? Maybe a mixture of the two. All right. I, this comes up a lot, and, and uh, it sometimes changes as the movies roll out. That might, you know, yeah. you wouldn't have the options of Rogue One and Solo back in the day. So let's try to decide this once and for all. Joseph, go first. Yeah, okay. So I, I thought about this because I had my knee-jerk reaction. And I was like, no, I'm actually going to think about this. My yeah. first thought was, depends on the kid because you never you never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're mixing DNA. It's That's crazy. True. You never know. If you get like yeah. a super analytical kid, maybe you show him a certain thing. Uh, if you get a really yeah. emotional kid, maybe you show it. Maybe that affects it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I really thought about it, honestly, I think I would start with the sequels because it it will be like the most modern to hook them. You know, and having gone through this as a Doctor Who fan with lots of people coming into Doctor Who, right. best to start with kind of the freshest, most new version of it so you can mm. see its power in the moment and then go, oh, do you want to know all all the history? So they get start with the sequels, then I do Machete Order. <laughs> so yeah, the, you, uh, so you like the I Machete, like machete. Order. I, yeah. lo- I love the idea of A New Hope, Empire, then the prequels, then Return of the Jedi. I think that's really fascinating. And then I would do Solo Rogue One. So they're in the right, mm-hmm. right, right. timeline order so you can see that relationship to like, see how Enfys Nest is mm. part of what became Saw Gerrera's outfit? Mm. Jen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I agree with you with the sequel trilogy. I think that that will be where my daughter, I hope, gets really hooked on the characters and the stories. Um, but unfortunately, I don't feel comfortable showing it to her until I don't know when, because it's mm. it's a little dark. Um, so maybe like six or seven, ah, so I might even be pushing it. So I'm gonna do Jedi first. I'm gonna do Jedi first and see how she does. Mm. Then we may go to the prequels. I don't know. I'm just gonna, <laughs> yeah. she knows so much about Star Wars, kind of just like, That's interesting, you know, yeah. and I've been telling, she's been reading the books and like, I can fill in the blanks. <laughs> I just wanna make sure that she falls in love with the characters and you know, we can, I can give her the backstory later. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. She's a particular kid. Yeah. There's the, there's the protecting the secrets, which I understand how, you know, when people ha- manage to do that amazing coup of like, uh, my kid didn't, it didn't get Darth Vader spoiled, mm-hmm. right. uh, you know, uh, being Luke's father. And that's, that's amazing. But I think it, it has to be about them seeing themselves, right? Yeah. Connecting to a character right. and imagining themselves in that world. That's yeah. what's going to hook a kid. And she's really spoiled right now. All the movies that she loves have female characters at the center, which I think is why she would really like the sequel trilogy. But um, so maybe I'll do Jedi, then A New Hope, then Empire, and then go from there. That's so, I, It's so cool that you are continuing your own personal legacy of <laughs> Jedi. Return of the Jedi is what made you <laughs> a Star yeah. Wars fan. So you are going to yeah. pass the, the Landa torch to your daughter. Yeah, yeah the Ewoks. <laughs> yeah. She loves Ewok Adventures, the cartoon. So it makes sense. Yeah. Look, there, there. I don't think there's a there's in truth. There's no right answer. I get 
I get old and curmudgeonly, and I want it. I want you know. I'm gonna if I were to have kids, you're gonna sit you down with episode four, and you're gonna get this <laughs> the way society got it, and you're gonna. We're even gonna go Rogue One, Last Jedi. So you know, I get like that a little bit, uh, and that's not necessarily right. I was watching the the, the Chosen One featurette uh, from the Revenge of the Sith stuff. I was watching on YouTube, and George Lucas. God bless George. He is sitting there going, "Well, these are uh, these are meant to be watched one through six. That's how, that's how I wrote them." And it's like, "No, you didn't, George." <laughs> that's yeah. the best way to view him. And he is so like, just not not even like, you know, when I say like, not smug Lucas, but he's got that kind of like, I, I created this. That's, yes, that's that's how this should be. <laughs> um, and I was like, I mean, he might not be wrong because I do know some people in their adult years. My, I always go with this guy. My friend's wife, she grew up in Japan, just didn't grow up with Star Wars. Watch one through six, and she cries when Anakin turns to the dark side. Of course. Cries. Not Annie. Not the pod racer. And I'm fascinated with that. Yeah, not wizard. I'm not wizard indeed. I'm fascinated with that. And then what it does, because it doesn't change the reveal of of Vader being Luke's father. Uh, It it takes away the shock value, but it, it, it just adds to Luke's story. Now we see it all through Luke's point. It's just, it's... There's no wrong answer, but I th- I still think I might start with A New Hope. It is powerful to watch it knowing Obi-Wan is not telling Luke the full truth. Right. Yeah, right. powerful. I don't know. Farah. let us know <laughs> years from now what you decided, please. Yeah, keep us in touch as you get married and possibly yeah. have younglings. Uh, thank you to Farah, Mark, Angela, and Kyle, and everyone this year in 2018 who contributed with questions and comments. Like we said, we really do appreciate it. If you have thoughts on today's episode, what are your look back thoughts? What are your look ahead thoughts? Answers here and there. Uh, we do want to hear from you on Twitter at Four Center Pod. Facebook page is Four Center Podcast. We have the website fourcenterpod.podomatic.net. YouTube as well. Instagram, it's still there. I uh, <laughs> 2019 is going to be the year I add one more thing to my list to do every day. Uh, we have merch, tpublic.com slash user slash uh, Force Center. Tweet us your merch picks and we'll reshare them. This podcast, as always, is available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Tune. And, and again, we talked about on, on YouTube, uh, Brian Ward, who a lot of you know from his work doing uh, graphics and posters and, and stuff for Schmodown, Force Center. The Force Center logo is Brian's work. Um, the droid and the orange and yellow coloring, that's his work. He put up an animated databank brawl. He's been working on it for almost two years, a labor of love. It is on our YouTube uh, uh, channel. Uh, Check it out. Give it a like, give it a comment, and let us know. We want to get uh, that out into the world. And then beautiful. It is. I've I've been watching it a few times just to giggle. And Mike Black is is just the MVP of that there. So, um, uh, and finally, um, and Patreon, Joseph, which which has meant so much to us this year. Yeah, that is right. Uh, Patreon.com slash Force Center. You have really helped us grow, helped us keep going. Uh, as we speak, Tony Thaxton is working on new music for uh, Star Wars Counseling, original music oh, for that. Nice. And uh, we got a lot more coming. We're brainstorming some new ideas and new ways to have Patreon help us keep going. So thank you for that. Go to patreon.com slash Force Center. Absolutely. And uh, thank you to all follow who have been following our personal adventures, our shows, all th- other things to work on. Some of it doesn't even have to do with Star Wars. Uh, Jennifer, where can they follow you? You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Jennifer Landa. And be sure to check out my latest Happy Beats beeps on Pedro Pascal, uh, the new star of The Mandalorian. Joseph Scrimshaw. 
Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for lots of different adventures in particular. Uh, hopefully, uh, you came to my New Year's show last night uh, <laughs> if you want to time travel. Uh, and uh, if I have listeners, we have listeners in uh, San Francisco. I'll be doing two shows at the San Francisco Sketchfest, my podcast, Obsessed, and then I'll be a guest on Bill Corbett's podcast, Bill Corbett's Funhouse. That's January 19th and 20th. Tickets are on my website, the live shows page of josephscrimshaw.com. I still think, by the way, that's just so cool you know Bill Cole. Yeah. <laughs> he All is right. a great guy. I know, I know. I love it. I love it. Uh, check out uh, Joseph. Check out Jennifer. Check out me at Kednapsuck and all the things I do. Uh, big stuff coming in 2019. But, you know, you can just follow me on Twitter or Instagram if you want pictures of my girlfriend's dogs. Uh, <laughs> that is it. What a year to be a Star Wars fan. We've been saying that since 2015. 2018 was a different year, but wow, 2019 is here and more memories to come. We'll see you all next time. This was Force Center. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.